that's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. And Ish, today we are joined by the head coach. North Texas men's basketball, Ross Hodge. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Glad to glad to be on with you guys. Man, it's almost here. Season's almost here. It's uh it September twenty seventh now. We're a little over a month away. You had your first practice uh with this new team, first practice as the head coach. Uh just what what was that like? What have this first week, what is it like for you? Well, I mean, it's unique nowadays because you always obviously you have your guys in the summer. Yeah. And you're able to – so kind of like the the feeling of the old school, like first day of practice isn't mm-hmm. quite the same as it used to be. Um, same way with like first team meetings, all of it. It, it almost feels like you're just kind of one continuation from one step to the next with some new, some new pieces and some new faces in it. But it does mean – it is a, a marker to, to symbolize that you are getting closer – to the season, you know, and you're getting closer to at least a couple closed door scrimmages and exhibition games. So there is like something on the horizon to look forward to instead of just kind of beating up on each other every day. Sure. Is it, uh, you know, you've obviously been at North Texas for a while, but now you're sitting in a different office. You know, what's it been like? Has Have you gotten your feet uh, all good, all set under you? And it's, is it kind of just like back to what you kind of are familiar with? Um. You know, it's a great question. It's a, it's a an often asked question. I think Bruni, I may have talked about this. The biggest difference is just the amount of external pull you have on your time. Mm. And so when you do get to like practice time, um, that's probably the most familiar feeling um, for me personally. Sure. And and obviously, you know, Bruni's had kind of behind the scenes you know, been able to peek behind the curtain the last few years. And that's one thing I'm super grateful for coach Mac is that he did give me a, a, a big piece of practice, a big voice in practice. So, so that part isn't necessarily new. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the newness for me was again, the amount of external things to deal with aside from the basketball part of it. Yeah. You can't just be in your office watching film for exactly. 20 hours a day. Exactly. You get to do fun stuff like this, like talk yeah. to you guys. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta talk to people, coach. You gotta talk to people now. Um, I before we get into this year, I, I want to take one one more look back at last year because I do think it is important to, you know, get then how y'all approach this season as well because of obviously returners, but then uh, uh, kind of how y'all approach and the expectations on y'all. Uh, with that title run last year and just getting through the games y'all got through, obviously the conference y'all got through. Uh, how important was that all in building this program forward for you, obviously, to now take the helm? Just all of that and everything y'all went through, the UAB games, the FAU games, the, the wars y'all had there. Uh, just what was – how important was that and what was that like now that you can kind of look back on it? I mean, I think, 
you know, the coolest thing about seasons that in the way they ended for us last year is like, you do really get to take a step back and, and look at the journey. And we talk about that a lot, you know, that and the belief of the guys in the locker room and how they were able to stay the course and how they were able to keep believing through, you know, difficult challenges and injuries early in the year and, you know, going to St. Mary's and Ruben and TP can't play and we have the flu and you're literally, I don't know what the score was. It felt like 80 to eight. I think we were joking about that. It was like 45 to eight, but you you do what you do is you, you, you gain a certain level of appreciation and respect for the players that in the midst of all those things, they didn't change their approach. They didn't lose their confidence. They didn't lose their, belief in each other and it doesn't always result in championships obviously a lot has to go into that a lot of breaks a lot of bounces um which you you do create in some sense but just to see how they were able to stay the course um continue to want to be in the locker room want to be in the team room because I use the I we talk about it a lot you know everybody wants to be in the locker room that's like water celebrations and confetti and you know, and you hitting the gritty. Every yeah, everybody wants to be in those <laughs> locker rooms. Not everyone, players and coaches, not everyone wants to be in a locker room when you're getting beat by a million by St. Mary's and how you handle that, how you show up the next day, how you stay together. You know, um, it is rewarding when it gets to end in a championship, uh, you know, situation. Yeah. I remember, Bruni, we, we came on that episode and you were like having to like put context. It was like, look, a lot of these guys were sick. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like St. Mary's obviously turned out to be a really, really good team last year, too. Um, and so, yeah, I, I remember that was a that was a pretty watched, funny episode. Watched it every like, minute. Yeah. yeah. Watched every minute of it. Yeah. Yeah, me um, too. <laughs> I, we, uh, I did not watch it after it happened, though. No, <laughs> we burned it. There was no, no film, no film you could pull no, from. No. <laughs> what? Gone from the from the world. One uh, before we get to some of the new guys on this year's team that I kind of want to ask you about. Um, one of the players that I remember when, you know, uh, Grant left, and there were obviously every time a coach leaves, regardless of they whether the team promotes from within or goes external, there's always the the, the possibility of transfer portal things like that. Um, one of the guys that I was. I remember mentioning to Bruni was saying if they could hold on to Ruben Jones, I think that's a huge win because I thought that was somebody who embodied what you and Coach McCaslin had built there, right? He's all conference defender, like just one of the best defenders in the conference, honestly, probably in the country, if we're being yep. honest. Um, you know, was there ever first? I guess I have two questions for that. Was there ever a moment where you had to convince him, or was he always just gonna stay here? And also, what is it like to just have him back in general? No, Ruben, um, Ruben was a hundred percent all in, um, from the moment that he, before, even before it was officially announced, you know, he was all in once it looked like this was what was going to happen. Um, he never wavered. He never, you know, and, and that's a credit to who he is as a person and his, his mother and his, you know, his, his, his AU coach. I mean, he, played for the same AU team, went to the same high school. Like, as you guys know, even earlier ages, you know, players kind of bounce around from this 
prep school to this high school team to this. And, and it's, it's I'm not knocking anybody at all on it. You know, each circumstance is different, but I'm just celebrating him. And I, I do use him and I, I used with Zach Simmons. I mean, they really are like unicorns. If you think about it in today's college basketball for players who stay all four years at a program, um, play a lot as a freshman, start as a sophomore, kind of was like a six starter last year just because he was coming off the injury. But if you look at his minutes, I mean, he was really a starter, your six mm-hmm. starter. Um, and and they just it's just very rare. It's just very, very rare in today's college basketball. And, sure. you know, he's won three championships. He's probably one of the best teammates that I've ever been around. You won't hear you. You'll never hear any teammate ever breathe like a negative word about him. Everyone knows where his intentions are. It's rooted in winning, and he's you know twelve to thirteen maybe wins away from being the all-time winningest player in the history yeah. of North Texas. You know, which you can't even you know like even him. I'm sure you can't really understand what that means until. Sure you know, down the road um, to, to do that, you know? So his presence, his understanding, you always, you always like, you always put a tier system in. Like if you put however the head coach thinks is here and then you write like one through 13 of your players, there's varying levels. Like someone Mm -hmm. thinks very close to the way you think. And then there's probably some new guys, like they don't think anyway, the way you think, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's right up there with thinking the way that we think about the game, viewing the game that we view it and his ability to help younger players and embrace uh, that has been really impressive. Yeah. Uh, time flies, man. I remember crazy, him as a freshman, man. <laughs> That's crazy. I remember doing a video on him. Um, what was it? Him and uh, was it JJ coming off the bench that, that year in 2020? Yeah. 2021. Um where it was him and JJ coming off the bench, I think it was defensive. Yeah. I did a story. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Scott, um, it looks like I, I bought the Almanac from um, Field of 68. They do a good job. Um, they had him all-conference second team coming into the year. I think he should be all-conference player, you know, first or second team, somewhere in there. What is it like now for him with new expectations, new roster, and probably more onus on the offensive side of the ball as well, just – how does he approach it and how do you approach it with him? Um, he's yeah, it, it is, it is a it is a it is a learning curve, you know, for for him. Um being in a new uh a heightened role, and you just try to explain them because like kind of went through it. We always went through it with all those guys, like mm-hmm. you go through it with like Javion, and you went through it with TP, and like you're just explaining to them that it, it, this year will be harder, you know, sure. and they're they're there is going to be a heightened sense of awareness um, with you when you move up a scouting report. But mm-hmm. to his credit, and this is kind of the maturation evolution of young players, like he, you start out, they, the first thing they kind of embrace is the weight room, you know, and then they slowly embrace the training room, and then they slowly embrace, like, diet, and then it all kind of syncs up. And to his credit, he really is, like, synced everything up from like his work rate off the floor, how he's taking care of his body, the amount of time he's putting in the training room, um, the amount of, uh, you know, being conscious of what 
he is eating and not eating and and just all those steps to mm-hmm. becoming you know a great player and then also helping him understand that he doesn't have to change who he is as a player it's just about being more consistent um and if you looked at his best games that he played last year we had this conversation like with with really good players they're impacting the game in many ways Mm. you know and he had like i think 14 and 8 in the nit championship game where you get a couple steals for layups you get a put back you know you do make an open jump shot you know you you just you can't stop good players if you really think about it you know, you can stop a shooter. You you can make it hard even for a very good scorer. You can you can make it hard for a really good post player. Mm-hmm. But just like good basketball players, the LeBron James, like they're they're going to find their way into a game through a myriad of ways. So helping him understand that, you know, while shouldering a higher level of the offensive load, kind of as a facilitator and as a playmaker with his ability to command double teams in short post situations and mm-hmm. his length and fluidity, but you can't lose sight of what makes you a great player thinking you have to now become a different player. You just have sure. to be a more consistent, better version of what you already are. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the, one of the new additions that uh, the, one of the ones that stood out to me at least was um, John Bugs from UTSA. Um, obviously you had familiarity with him playing against mm-hmm. him and, and kind of scouting that team. That's a program that's obviously struggled, but every time me and Bruni kind of watched them, we were like, there's something with him. Um, and not only, do, I, I think it also fills a pretty big need, especially with somebody like uh, Tyler Perry leaving where the outside shooting is mm-hmm. kind of lacking. It was lacking um, and you kind of needed to fill that. You know, what, what did you, what did you see when you were kind of initially scouting him, uh, coaching against him too? Um, and then what, do you, what has he kind of brought to brought to the table? Yeah, when you know when you when he he did, and that's what we talked about when the recruiting process was like. I was telling him, like all these people that are recruiting you, no one has had, no one has the, no one has broke your game down mm. <laughs> and understands what you are better than when someone is like actually watching a game trying to figure out how to beat you. It's one thing to watch it and you're just kind of like, oh, he did. But like when you're actually trying to figure out how to beat people, you watch it through a different lens. And his his shot making ability obviously jumps off at you, you know, and he has the ability to make difficult shots. Um, And he's one of those guys that you like you say, like a contest doesn't really do service. Mm-hmm. trying to get him to miss like if you, you you literally have to try not to let him even get it off sure. but, and so that was one of it his ability to, to defend the basketball he is a good defender that jumped off and then just his motor and the passion and and mm-hmm. how he played the game and then if you there wasn't anyone that was associated with him from his high school time to his time at UMass to his time at Hill Junior College to his time at UTSA that did not absolutely love him as a person Mm. and love who he was and what he brought and the positivity that would, it it was amazing. It was, it really was amazing. You know, like sometimes, I mean, there's always like one detractor out there that's usually like, "Eh, I don't know, you know, like, but it was. And so just that experience, you know, and coming into a league, Again, he he made the second most threes in the league last year behind T P at 41 percent. So I mean, that's a lot of threes at a high percentage. Mm-hmm. 
And the other, I mean, transfer additions, specifically Rondell Walker, Robert Allen, C.J. Nolan, all coming from big schools. What was, I mean, what was it like, you know, getting them here? And then also now that practices have started, just how have you seen them approach this new challenge for them? You know, I think they've, uh, man, they, they've embraced it, you know, and they've embraced, uh, you know, all those guys came here really with with wanting to be part of a winning environment and a winning culture. Not not that their other places weren't. Obviously, Rondell was at Oklahoma TCU. Um, but they just really embraced everything we've asked them to do. And and they're great kids. You know, Robert Allen already has a master's degree. So he's working on a second bachelor's. Is he in year six? Is this yeah. going to be year six, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, very mature. Another one just, man, motor does not stop. They're just they're ready to go, you know, and they've uh, they've embraced it. You know, they haven't fought it. They haven't tried to think like, oh, well, this was a better, you know, they've just like whatever we've asked them to do, they've poured their heart into doing it and they've been great teammates and they're, they're obviously really good players. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, you being so close to how uh, Coach McCaslin kind of ran the program and helped start the pro- program up, I should say, build the program up, you know, is it, is, do you kind of put pressure on yourself to, you know, instead of typically when you hire a new head coach, oh, I'm going to put my imprint on that. I'm going to do this, you know, do some things differently or whatever. Because you were so ingrained in how you guys ran the program previously, do you kind of have, put your pressure on yourself to maintain, you know, you guys won an NIT t- title, you a couple of years ago played in the NCAA tournament, get a win. Do you kind of put pressure on yourself to like, well, this isn't a rebuild or a reload. It's just you continuing what you've already kind of done. Yeah, we've uh, – I mean, there, there's – we've always had really high expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruni can tell you that, you know, like even when maybe the outside the walls expectations were, were not very high for us. We've sure. always had like high expectations and we've always put like a certain level of, I guess you could call it pressure. Um, but I don't think it's any like added or I don't feel any, any more um, pressure than, than anybody, you know mm-hmm. I mean? me personally because like i said we've always tried to do everything we could to try to prepare our guys to win every game we've played um at the highest level and then if you do that if you are you know putting the right people around you and the right players and the right staff then usually you get you get good results and you can't necessarily even though it is a results business obviously we know that if you get too tied to that then that's probably where some of that can kind of can creep in and you can kind of start thinking about things that don't really matter mm-hmm. and we've talked about with with our teams the last few years you know like last year's team didn't didn't need to try to be the team before them they just needed to try to be the best team that we could be and if the best version of that team would be good enough mm-hmm. you know we couldn't try to be the 2020 team or the 20, like, you know, TP didn't need to try to be JV on, you know, sure. like it, you just, just try to be the best version of yourself. And it, they've all looked a little different. Our teams have always, they have all looked a little different and played a little different. Um, and so it's just figuring out how can this group be the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. and not trying to worry about like trying to be just, let's just try to be as good as we can be. And in the end, it'll be good enough. 
Is is there any unique strength that this roster, this team can you can kind of see it maybe early on, be like this team maybe is, um, you know, I don't know, you wouldn't go down the list, but uh, is there anything specific that stands out to you as far as the a strength that you're like, okay, I'm I'm excited to see this through. I, mean, I think I think the foot speed of this team is is really good, you know, across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we we've always had we've been really good defensively the last few years, obviously. And I think we can be really good defensively again, but I just think the overall collective speed of the group, when you look at even like Mulai and and Rob at the forward positions, they're yeah. very fast. And like I said, Mulai may be fastest end to end of any player. Love and Mulai. those guys can really move, you know, and, and Ruben is a fluid mover and, you know, Jason Edwards and Bugs and, a Scott is a, you know, those guys, they can really move, you know? And so I think that's when I watch this play, I'm like, man, like these guys can move, you know? And now it's just about kind of like, you know, putting it all together and figuring out like how we're going to win together. Sure. Go ahead. Look, you know, looking at the, looking at the conference schedule, yeah. you know, a little bit of what you're familiar with, a little bit of what you're unfamiliar with. Um, you know, obviously you guys, FAU represents the conference well in the tournament last year. Uh, you guys and UAB have have had uh, a, a history. But looking at um, now you add teams like or you come to a field with teams like Memphis and Tulane and things like that, you know, obviously you haven't d- d- dived too deep into film, but what are your thoughts on those programs, right? Cincinnati's another one. Or no, I guess they're gone. Um, SMU too. SMU, SMU, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Rob Renier there. Um what what do you what do you what are your thoughts on the new AAC? Excited about it. Excited about it. Creates some and I mean anytime you get to have built in really high level games into your schedule, mm-hmm. um, it's exciting. You know, it's exciting for your players, exciting for your fan bases. Um, there is, like I said, a great combination of new and old. Um, some some uh, you know interpersonal rivalries that you get to kind of be part of even if it's for a year or two you know like getting to play SMU getting to play Tulsa Wichita State geographically that's that's close by and then just like you said some of the national brands of a of a you know again Wichita State Memphis what FA what what FAU's done and just you know knowing directly or indirectly some of the coaches uh you just know everybody's going to be well-prepared and good players and great venues. And yeah, it's exciting. Uh, last thing I had um, just got announced today, the charity exhibition doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all going to play S- uh, Sam Houston state, who is we've covered on this podcast a lot, how um, tough they are, obviously new yeah. coach, but, um, and then you get A&M at Texas tech coming in too. Was, was it hard to, to coerce uh, buzz and uh, grant? <laughs> No, no, they they were actually uh, they were they were they were part of the ground, the 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 you know the grassroots beginning mm-hmm. of it, you mm-hmm. know, and so they were really kind of part of it and trying to find a, uh you know a a neutral location between Lubbock and College Station, yeah. and kind of tossed the the idea around, and then kind of just thought like man, it'd be awesome, you know, obviously so many like storylines within it and then the proximity and then getting to add us into it uh was was awesome you know i mean it's just like it's uh it's gonna be great 
it's a great cause and it's going to be like a great early. Now, I don't know if the basketball will be great that early. Um, <laughs> it's but, four teams with coaches <laughs> that play defense. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. 28 to 20. Everybody on the front row, like, keep your head on a swivel, man. <laughs> Balls may be flying all over the place. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, just what what a, what an incredible opportunity um, to do that, you mm-hmm. know, and for fans to be a part of. And, and like I said, the money goes to a great – great cause and um yeah just great early season basketball and you get to i mean obviously everybody's gonna be like competing like heck but um you know it's not gonna you know stay on anybody's record or anything it's really just for the joy of competition i i like to imagine uh i like to imagine that they were they were trying to convince i know you said uh, coach mccaslin and buzz were kind of the inceptions but i kind of like to imagine that they were, they were trying to convince him to come back for like a goodbye thing he's like okay but i'm not playing against <laughs> like i'm not i'll do it but i'm not coaching against ross i'm not playing against unt yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but my last question uh what's in the water at commerce because we got you running the men's side we got burton running the women's side like What's what's in the basketball at, at Commerce that's just like producing head coaches that are just taking over UNC? Sam Walker, man, the Sam Walker coaching tree. You know, mm. I uh, I played for Coach Walker and then was a GA for him, and then obviously Coach Burton uh, worked for him as well on the men's side. And before he, you know, transitioned over and did an incredible job there. And you know, a lot of it, a lot you do have to give a lot of credit to to Sam. You know, he's uh he's the all-time winner his coach there at Commerce. And, you know, he was so instrumental in both of our um, coaching careers. So, you know, and it really is, it you know, it is crazy, you know, how things line up, you know, and just how you can't even make it make sense other than you're just like, okay, that's kind of like, that has to be a God deal, you know, like yeah. that, um you know, Coach Burton's brother was my assistant at Paris mm. Junior College in 2008. Mm. And so I've known Jason forever. And so for for both of us to, like, get the head coaching jobs at North Texas at the same time in the same year and have a joint press conference, you, you are kind of like, man, this – some things you can't explain. Yeah. Um, so is the uh, – are the exhibitions uh, – am I going to be able to watch them? Or, or what, what do I need to get Colin in there with – uh recording it <laughs> periscope live um I, I don't know that part yet need, i don't know i'm not to, gonna lie i don't I know if to be able to watch it. Try to... Come on, you gotta make the trip man come yeah. on now. i am are you real are you real or not come on october now. 29th come on man you gotta be there you gotta be there for coach max unveiling of his statue in the front of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he would walk out of that gym immediately <laughs> okay that would be fun i'll see what i can do i'll see what i can do but all right coach um Thanks for joining us. Um, best of luck this year. We'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Thank right. you, guys. Appreciate y'all.